You're listening to Faith at Work, brought to you by AirAccountant.io, outsourced controller and bookkeeping services. Now to our host, Carl Grant. Welcome to Faith at Work. I'm Carl Grant here with David DeWolf, CEO of Three Pillar Global. Thanks for joining us, David. Hey, thanks for having me, uh, Carl. It's great to be here. So, David, you've as far back as I can remember, you've been running this company. It have, hasn't always been the big company it is today. How, how many people are in your company now? We've about a thousand employees now. Wow. I remember back when it was just getting started. Yeah, I and think so, we met when we had, I don't know, five or six employees, right? Yeah, and you were a young guy back then. And so how does a, how does a young guy become CEO of a thousand-person company? You know, um, I actually started my career as a software engineer. Um, funny enough, I, I studied theology and communications in college. And I, I left and I thought I was going to get in, in radio, television, audio production of some sort. And found out really early on that there was no way to make a living uh, doing that. And uh, as a young, engaged man, I, I thought better. And so I struck out and um, became a technologist right at the height of the dot-com. And was very fortunate to have just an incredible man, one of the best technologists to this day I've ever uh, worked with, take me under his wing and teach me the ropes of the industry. So you fast forward until 2006. And in 2006, I decided to leave employment and become an independent consultant. And to make a very long story short, I woke up one day about two years later and I was driving down I-66 about to exit to go visit a client. And for some reason, it hit me like a ton of bricks that, oh my goodness, I have six employees working for me. And that was just this eye-opening experience. And I felt this just awesome responsibility where I had to be deliberate. Was, was I going to leave writing code 50, 60 hours a week and run a business? And ultimately, I decided that's where God's calling me to go, uh, was that this is what I was made for. And so from that point forward, became intentional about building a business. And I realized why it was working. And um, live in that and love it and really feel like I'm, I'm living my mission ever since. And so tell our listeners what your business does and wh- why people would use your company. So Three Pillar builds software products for media, information, and technology companies. What that means is day in and day out, people are using this software in this digital age and they don't even think about it anymore. And the reality is we estimate that over 50% of Americans are actually using our software. I'll give you a couple examples. Um, if within the last year you have bought a, uh, a new car and have used Carfax for a Carfax vehicle history report, it's very likely we built the software that, we, that you use. If your kids watch PBS content or you watch Downton Abbey, we have probably built whatever it was that you used to consume that, whether it was a Roku app or a a mobile device or on the web, unless it was over the airwaves, we built that. Uh, If you've parked in a city with Park Mobile, um, we built that product. And so we're building those software products that are helping companies become digital businesses, helping them to engage with consumers in this new digital world. And and that's what we do. And your employees, you don't have a thousand people sitting over here in Fairfax, Virginia, do you? you have, it's three pillar global, right? That's right. That's right. So we have uh, roughly a hundred um, here in the United States, the vast majority in Fairfax. We have small offices uh, in New York, Boston, and London. Uh, and then we have large delivery centers um, in Romania. We have three different offices, about 550 employees over there, and then about 350 in India. So truly global company um, working with those media information and technology companies throughout the globe. And you mentioned 
that this was a calling on your life. You mentioned God called you to to build the software company. So it took a certain leap of faith to do this. Where did that faith come from, David? Yeah, you know, early on, um, my parents were incredibly uh, faithful parents and always raised me in the faith. But I think like so many kids, um, it's not your own until it's truly your own. Um, and I'll never forget a monumental point in my journey uh, was my, my father was in the military. And so I grew up all over the world. Uh, by the time I was 13, I had already lived in eight different homes, uh, seven different states, two different countries. And um, I was kind of a nomad. And I went my senior year of high school to a brand new high school and really struggled, had a hard time. And at that point in time, I had a sister, I still have a sister, but she was in college at that point in time. And she went to a, a, a small Catholic school called the Franciscan University of Steubenville. And so my parents, realizing that I was struggling uh, over uh, right around uh, Thanksgiving time, sent me off to spend a week with her and just to kind of get out of the school scene. And on that campus, I found people that had this tremendous joy and tremendous love like I had never seen ever before. And they were truly full of Jesus. And they really um, were living their faith. And you can tell it. And here was this contrast between me being a new kid in high school my senior year, not fitting in anywhere, not feeling welcome, not having relationships, to then being on this college campus where I should have been this high school kid visiting, but I felt like everybody was truly my friend and loving me and I, I belonged. And it was just this unbelievable experience of, of love and realizing what it is to be a Christian. And um, that period of time, uh, being on campus uh, ended up pushing me into um, a, a period of just deep prayer while I was there. And at the end of that visit, uh, the day before I was about to leave, I was spending some time in prayer and just thanking the Lord for uh, the gift that that had been for me. I heard him say very clearly for a long time, I had been against going to this school. I heard him say, hey, you're supposed to come. And not only are you supposed to come, I want you to come in January. So I went home and I told my parents that, and they laughed at me. Uh, they said, well, listen, if, if the school will accept you, by all means, we'll let you go. And so I applied, and, and funny little story, I got accepted to college without ever graduating from high school. Wow. And, uh, so it was truly one of those God moments. I got accepted three days before the start of the, the spring semester, and that next four years was amazing. It's really where my faith became my own, where, where Christ really became the center of my life and, and my faith started to swell within me. And what grade were you in when you went to college? I was a senior in high school during that visit. And so it was literally just a few months later uh, that I ended up going uh, about, a, about six months before I should have graduated. Now you're still involved with that university, aren't you? I am. Yeah. It's, it's definitely, it was not only transformative for me, it, it grew me as a leader, taught me so many different things. I had the opportunity to lead several things on campus as a student. And ever since then, ever since graduating, I, I still have a love for the university and that community. So about six years ago, I was asked to uh, join the, the board of trustees. And so now I'm the, the vice chair of the board. Just love serving that university because it does amazing things for the students. And is it still the same environment today as it was way back then? Well, amazingly so. You know, a great little anecdote. Um, to give you an example, Carl, 90% uh, of the student body attends daily mass on their own free will. Wow. Um, and so just to give you an example of the type of faith that is there and how it's being lived, um, it, it's a great environment. And I, I couldn't be more proud of how 
uh, the university has really listened to the Holy Spirit and discerning how to, to navigate and keep that culture in this day and age, because this modern world, you know, that's, that's quite unique. It's quite different. Let's talk a, a little bit about how you live out this faith. So, so I, and whenever I see your family pictures, I, I have five <laughs> children of my own. I always go, wow, that guy's got a lot of kids. <laughs> so, <laughs> how many children do you have and what level of faith is it taken to get to that point? Yeah. You know, kids have always been just a passion, right? The, the scriptures say that they are a blessing. And we, Teresa and I both feel as though our kids are such a blessing. And uh, we have seven of them. My oldest, Sarah, is a senior this year and actually will be going to Franciscan in August. So I'm super oh. excited. We did not force that. She chose it on her own. Um, and then I, I have seven total all the way down to two years old. And so we have one at, at basically every phase of life uh, be- between toddler and uh, almost a graduate of high school. Wow. Um, faith-wise, you know, I, I think our kids and our family are the center of my life. You know, I, I say all the time that I think it's so essential, but it's also so unique in this world to live an integrated life. Um, we tend to pit our work against our family, our work against our life, right? We hear work-life balance. Well, when I think balance, I think of a scale where there's something on one side and there's something on another and they're fighting against each other. For me, I've tried to take the different approach, which is how does being a father help me be a better CEO? And how does being a CEO help me be a better father? And really looking for those opportunities to create leverage. And I've just been so blessed to be able to find those opportunities um, I, I just had a conversation this morning, as an example, uh, with uh, somebody that uh, was looking for a job at Three Pillar and ended up um, really making a mistake during the recruiting process and misrepresented several things. And I had to come out to coffee to you know, just really share with him what that had done, how important integrity is, why we were going to be unable to make an employment offer uh, to this gentleman. Well it reminded me walking out of fatherhood and thought, you know, if I hadn't have had to do that with my daughters, with my sons over the years, I probably would not have handled that as well. And what an awesome experience that God has blessed me to be a father that is able to then really go, even somebody that makes a mistake during the recruiting process, able to to show them dignity and respect and compassion and really help father that person in a moment of need where he was embarrassed and distraught. What a blessing that I've been able to live as a father and learn these things to to really be Christ to somebody else. That's amazing that a CEO of a thousand person company would would take somebody who wasn't getting a job and and, and do that with them. That's really great, David. Talk about some other ways you integrate your, your work and your faith. Yeah. One of my favorite stories and, and literally one of the, my favorite weeks of my life was last fall, I was able to take my daughter, Rebecca, with me to India. Uh, we have offices in India and uh, I have gone regularly for many years. And over the summer, uh, Rebecca went through this phase where uh, she and her friends went out and got henna tattoos and they were wanting to try Indian food. And I just off the cuff one day said to her, you know, you should come with me next time I go if you love India so much. And she just lit up. Her eyes got so bright. Now, Rebecca just turned 15 yesterday. And so she's a 14-year-old. And for those of us that have teenage daughters, we know that can be a period of life where daughter and father kind of grow apart. Mm -hmm. And what a blessing it was for me to get on that plane with her and to be able to share five days uh, on a plane and in the office, right? She came to the office with me. She brought her schoolwork with her. 
And she worked in my office, but she was able to see a new culture. She was able to meet employees. She was able to witness and see what I did for a living, what it meant to be a CEO and to, to go talk and, and visit one of our offices. And then, of course, we went to the Taj Mahal as well. But it built a relationship that I think otherwise I wouldn't have had the opportunity to do. And I will say without a shadow of a doubt, I think it was an amazing educational opportunity for her where I could be an incredible father while I was working. And so a lot of times we think of our, oh, dad has to travel. Uh, Dad has to be on the road. Well, yes, I do. There's responsibilities I have that other fathers don't have. I say all the time, if I'm putting my kids down to bed, I am still a CEO. And if certain things happen, I will pick up that phone. I've had to, uh, one uh, one day, several years ago, uh, we were acquiring a company and I had to have a call with our lawyers on a Saturday. Um, and it, the call was scheduled on top of a baseball game. And guess what? I picked up that phone call, coaching third base. And that's okay. We shouldn't be ashamed that we're fathers. We shouldn't be ashamed that we're CEOs. We should look for ways to integrate these aspects of our lives. And so I, I just look for every opportunity I can to find leverage and to, to help one part of my life really impact the other and make it stronger and better instead of looking for all the negatives. All right. Well, we're coming up at the end here, David. I want to thank you very much for joining us today. David DeWolf, CEO of Three Pillar Global. Please follow us on Facebook at Faith at Work Radio and subscribe to our podcast on all major podcasting platforms. You have been listening to Faith at Work with Carl Grant, brought to you by airaccountant.io.